eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Whether the action is at the link or the bank, there's never an off day on Broad Street. It's the biggest news of the day every day with takes from someone who's never short on them. It's WIP Daily with Joe Giglio. Welcome on in WIP Daily. Joe Gillio with you. Appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, of course, following the podcast, both in audio form and our 94 WIP YouTube page. Tucker Bagley will join me in a little bit to talk about Red October, which is back. The Phillies are in. They clinched. And really, unlike last year, they didn't make it very dramatic or nail-biting. I mean, the game was. I mean, with extra innings. And Johan Rojas wins it by knocking in Christian Pache and Jeff Hoffman on the mound. Uh, it just shows in a baseball season there's so many characters that go into a team, you know, getting to 88 or whatever the Phillies will get to, 90, 89. Who knows? They don't have to win anymore because they are the number four seed. They're in the playoffs now. It is a red October again. I want to get into today who we want them to play because it's very much up in the air who will be here at Citizens Bank Park next week. And by the way, it will be here because as we saw last night with the Cubs losing, that's all done too. So the Phillies are not just in the playoffs, but they are in as the top wild card. And before we, we get to some thoughts on who they're going to play, who we want them to play, just a quick reflection on this season because they did it again. I mean, really, in, in essence, they, they did exactly what they did last year, just with a little bit less turbulence along the way. I think the wild card field was a little bit more watered down, more teams, but more you know watered down to where you know the last spot in the playoffs is probably going to end up with, I don't know, 84, 85 wins. Last year, the Phillies were the top spot in the playoff, or the last spot in the playoffs with 87 wins. So the Phillies had that going for them, which certainly helped them. But the bottom line is it was turbulent, bad for the first two months. And then around the beginning of June, last year was the manager switch. This year, they didn't obviously do that, but they just got rolling. 63 and 37, their last 100 games. The Phillies are dangerous. The Phillies are capable. Rob Thompson said it last night. They're built for this. And they have a chance to go win the World Series. Now, we'll see what they do next week. It's not going to be just like last year, but it's similar in a lot of effects because if they get through the wild card round, the Atlanta Braves are going to be sitting there waiting. And that's the team 
that we know they can compete against. That's the team they beat last year. It's a team that is the best team in baseball this year. I believe the winner of that series is going to represent the National League in the World Series. So it's all in front of them now. The Phillies have done enough to get here. They get themselves a home series. And it's it's pretty remarkable the ride this team has gone on. But really, it's, it's kind of interesting in terms of the angst we felt. There really hasn't been much. I, I feel like the Phillies clinched the playoff spot in August. What they did in August put them in the playoffs because the field behind them, they just had to not collapse in September and I think they were going to be the number one wild card spot and they were going to be in the playoffs. So here we are. And now we get to look forward to next week. The Phillies get about a week to reset themselves to make sure they're all, you know, physically where they need to be. I think we'll see, you know, more than half of these games left days off for some of these guys. I think Bryce Stock could use some time off. I think Trey Turner should take some time off, certainly JT Realmuto. And they'll figure out how they want to line up the pitching and who they're going to put in. And we'll do an episode later this week, I'm sure, talking about who should be on this postseason roster including the young Orion in the bullpen. But as far as who they're going to play, so right now, if the season ended today, which it doesn't, but if it ended today, the Phillies would play the Arizona Diamondbacks. They're the second spot. They're the fifth overall seed in the postseason. The Cubs are sixth, and then you have really two teams that are left. Effectively, the Giants and the Padres are not eliminated. I I think they are. I mean, I just don't see any way – Either of those teams, four and a half games back, each is 78 and 80, are going to make it. I guess there's a, a minute detail that they could. I, I did see an article this morning that the Giants were eliminated, but MLB.com says they're not. They're out. Giants and Padres, they're, they're done at four and a half games back and with 80 losses. So here's who's, who's in this thing. The Cubs at 82 and 75, the Miami Marlins, the Cincinnati Reds. The, the, that's, that's what's left here. It's basically between the Diamondbacks, the Cubs, the Marlins and the Reds for the force for the the spots. And right now Arizona clearly has the the leg up to be the team that comes in here. So if we're looking at this big picture and just kind of like 10,000 foot view, the Cubs look like the best team. They have a plus 100 run differential, which by the way is 19 runs better than the Phillies. Over the course of the season, they have performed at a higher level than all but two teams in the NL. I mean, they have a high, they have a better run differential than the, the Brewers, who just won their division. They're better than the Phillies. They're better than the Brewers in terms of run differential, and they're only obviously trailing the Dodgers and the and the Braves, who are by far the best at, at over two hundred. That being said, I don't really fear the Cubs right now. They they were the team about two months ago. I said, mm, I don't know if I want to play them, and I certainly wouldn't want to go to Wrigley. That's out now, but the Chicago Cubs are a mess right now. They're collapsing down the stretch. They really haven't matched their run differential all year long. I mean, really, they, based on run differential, should be about a 91-win team when this season ends. They won't get close to that. They have underperformed all year. It's a weird conglomeration of of a couple younger guys, mostly vets. Like, do they really have long-term upside? I don't even know what they're doing there in Chicago. It's just, it's a decent baseball team that's had a nice year. But they're underperforming. Say Suzuki dropping that fly ball last night was a mess for them as it cost them a game in Atlanta. I don't fear the Cubs. And in terms of their pitching, their bullpen's all right. Uh, Justin Seals had a really good year as a starting pitcher, but he's fallen off in September, probably cost himself a chance at the Cy Young. Behind him, I think it's just okay pitching. Stroman had a good start to the year, and now he's back. I don't fear Marcus Stroman. Uh, Jamison Tyon stinks. The Phillies beat him up here in May and it's at his bank park or whatever that was, or June. I mean, like, I don't fear this Cubs team. I don't think they're very good. I, I wouldn't have much trepidation. I know the run differential and the, you, that say maybe they're better than the, their record says. I, 
there's something weird about the Cubs where I just don't take them seriously as a playoff team. Now, look, in, in essence, I was saying something similar about the Phillies last year who had a good run differential, but they just they were weird and it was tough to take them seriously, big picture, and they want to run to the World Series. So anything could happen. But the Cubs are not a team that I'm afraid is going to come in here and beat the Phillies next week. I like the Phillies starting pitching better. I like their offense better. Cubs a better defense. But I think the Phillies with home field would beat the Cubs next week. As far as Miami goes, there's always a weirdness if it was uh, if it was Miami coming in because of the familiarity. We know Miami's pitching is good, but boy, their offense isn't good. It really isn't. And Luis Arise, you know, is obviously a tremendous player. And they have a little bit of power behind him now more than they did last year. They're certainly, you know, they're enough to be a winning team this year. They're six games over 500. They'll, they'll finish with a winning record. And they have a doubleheader today against the Mets, which will go a long way into determining if they make the playoffs. But, you know, I think the Phillies have moved past that thing that was there with the Miami Marlins. And I don't think Miami would come in here and give the Phillies a ton of trouble. Cincinnati is... They, they are intriguing, and I think they're if you're for the longest-term play of this all these teams. Like They're the ones that in two or three years could be a force in the National League because you can see it. They're, they're on the come. Like they are, They're young, and they're good, and they're hungry, and they've got power. Like They've got a lot. I also think their pitching would be overwhelmed in the postseason, and, and they're looking like they're running out of gas here. Like they're, Their pitching has been pretty poor last week. The Pirates run up runs all over the place over the weekend on them. I think the Cincinnati Reds are a cool story, but they feel like first round fodder if they do get in. Like they'll just be swept away in two games by somebody. And, you know, maybe a year from now, it's a different story. I mean, this season, they have been pretty good on the road, which is, is rare for a young team. So maybe they won't fear going anywhere. But Cincinnati, if they do make it, they're probably not going to get all the way to the, four, the five seed and play the Phillies. But they're just not a team I am super worried about. I think Wheeler would handle them. I think the Phillies bats would, would score off their pitching. I'm not super worried about the Reds. Now, the team that is most likely to come in here and the team that I do think represents a challenge is the Arizona Diamondbacks. The Phillies have a big advantage, and this might surprise you in the bullpens. Arizona's bullpen's a problem right now for them. But there's something about Arizona that it's almost like a they don't know they don't belong thing. I was watching them play last night against the White Sox. Ketel Marte is a good player. Corbin Carroll is a great player. Christian Walker, the local guy, is a really, really, really underrated first base with 30-plus homers, gold glove defense. They're good. They're, ju they're just a good team throughout the lineup. They play good defense, and they have two good starting pitchers, which in a three-game series, that, that's the whole thing. I mean, in game one, Zach Gallen can match Zach Wheeler. I mean, he, he just – he could outduel him. And then in game two – and I think Aaron Nola's rounding into form and he's pitched well the last couple of games. Zero um, walks in his last two games, including the clincher last night. He's Mr. Clinch. I want him on the man in a clinch game to put the Phillies to the playoffs. But Merrill Kelly is a good pitcher, and he's had a better year than Aaron Nola in a lot of respects. Like he could match him in a game two. So Arizona feels like the, the, the one that's coming in here. And they also feel like the trickiest team. I could absolutely see the Phillies just beating them you know, three to two and then five to four, and then they win the series of two and it's on to Atlanta. But I could also see, you know, game one being a very tight two to one game on either side. And you hope the Phillies are on the right end of it. And I could see game two, Merrill Kelly out pitching, you know, Aaron Nola. And all of a sudden they're in a game three 
next Thursday at Citizens Bank Park with everything in the line against Arizona. We'll, we'll get Tucker's take here. Arizona's the team that's most likely to come in and play the Phillies next week, and I, I think they're probably the toughest team of all of these for the Phillies to face in a short series. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Tucker, the Phillies, it, Red October is back officially. Yeah, and and it was exciting. It, it kind of felt like it was routine, like it was going to happen. I think we all felt this coming for the last month or so. But it was so nice to just see him wrap it up early, right? And even though the ballpark wasn't full last night, you know, I, I think maybe after last year and all the celebrations, we, we might take it for granted a little bit. But, you know, there, there's no guarantee that we're going to get another dog pile on the mound at, at Citizens Bank Park. So that, that was that was great to see. But... Yeah, looking ahead to the the wild card series, I agree with you. The one team, not that I don't want to face them, but the team that I I think really presents the most problems for the Phillies is the Arizona Diamondbacks. I think it's strictly because of those two guys at the top of the rotation, Zach Allen and Merrill Kelly, and they resemble the Phillies a lot. Their their offense is pretty top heavy with guys like Christian Walker and Corbin Carroll. Um, you just kind of look at that team up and down. The Phillies really struggled against them. I mean, that was much earlier in the season. I think back in in May um, when they played, they ended up taking, I think, two or three from them when they went to Arizona later in the season. Remember, Cody Clements hit a walk-off home run or hit hit a game, go-ahead home run, and then it wasn't, and he struck out, and I don't think he got a hit as a Philly for the next month or so before they, you know, mercifully sent him down. But I look at Arizona as a team that I don't think they have the stuff to go deep into the postseason. I don't think they're going to challenge for the pennant. But in a three-game series with those two guys at the top of the rotation – Reminds me of how we talked about the Phillies last year. Because remember, the Phillies' bullpen wasn't great in the month of September last year. The offense was kind of sputtering. Bryce Harper hadn't rounded into form since returning um, from the, the the IL after his, his thumb injury. And you kind of look at Arizona right now, and I don't know if anybody's necessarily high on them. They, they haven't really set the world on fire in the month of September, but they have two guys at the top of their rotation right now who I think match up well against any top two in any rotation in the National League. So... Yeah, if I'm getting my, my pick of the litter, I'm not really choosing Arizona because I think in a shortened series, they at least have the roster to where they could catch you off guard and you could get two seven-inning, one-run outings by Zach Gallon and Merrill Kelly, and you could be out. Well, it could happen fast. Yeah, I mean, that, that's the thing with the, those that three-game series. And last year, I think three of the four underdogs won the series. You know, the road team won in the wild card round, which is all new now, right? This this expanded playoffs. We're still figuring out what this means. Look, the Phillies are better than anyone they're going to play. They are the, they're going to be the favorite against anyone they play. They should beat any of these these teams they play here at Citizens Bank Park. And I fully expect the Phillies and the Braves a couple weekends from now in Atlanta to start the NLDS. And I believe the winner of that series will get there. But if I'm if I'm power ranking this thing, Arizona will be the team I would least want to play. It's also the team they're most likely to play. I think Miami, you know, I would put them in the other spectrum part of this. Like, they're the team I most want to play, the Miami Marlins. Then I'd probably put the Cubs. Then I'd put the, you know, I'd put the Reds and then the Cubs. So I'd go, you know, in terms of least wanting to play, Arizona, Chicago, the Reds, Miami, most wanting to play Miami. I, I just, I, I think, you know, it's, it's cute when Miami has nice pitching and they're a decent team. 
And we know when they get in the playoffs, they tend to do big things. I just don't see it with this team. And in the Phillies, well, a couple of things they have to guard against. The week off here, they have to make sure they don't get too flat because it is a, it is a while. Like Next Tuesday is, is a while from now to, to kind of rev it back up for that game. And the other thing to, to kind of just think about is, is the goal, right? The goal in hand, like to, to focus on the moment. I love what Topper does that 13 wins thing and he has JT scream 13 wins. It's awesome. But like they have to take it one game at a time too. Like I hope the Phillies, and I don't think they will, don't look past Arizona next week because as Tucker said, like those two pitchers could come in here and just pitch really well. I mean, that's, that's what they do. They, they're good pitchers and they've really performed pretty much just the same as, as Wheeler and Nola have this year, maybe even better when you add their numbers together. So I think it'd be a challenging series. We'll preview it. I'm sure next week when it, when it's all officially and settled in, but red October is back. I think it's going to be a fun one at citizens bank park next week where the Phillies will take on life of the diamondbacks. It's a tricky series one. They should win. And then after that, it's, it's the series that everyone, I think everyone in baseball wants to see the Phillies and the race, the one team this year that went to Atlanta and won in Atlanta. Like the, the teams will go to Atlanta and win this year. The Phillies, they won more games in Atlanta than they lost. So that is what's on the horizon. Back-to-back years of the playoffs. The Phillies rallied. It's uh, it's turned into a fun season. And hopefully it's a great October. Red October is officially back in Philadelphia. Thank you so much for listening, for watching. We'll be back tomorrow on WIP Daily. Appreciate everyone who takes the time to be part of the show. Thank you, and we'll talk soon on WIP Daily.